and welcome to this episode of Self Made. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me today is a rising star in corporate America. She's currently stationed in the Gulf region of the UAE, and she's a customer marketing executive for Bacardi. Please help me welcome Tamara Thompson to Self Made. Hey, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank for, you. Yeah, thank you for joining me all the way from the Middle East. <laughs> yes, it's nighttime here, and you guys are just getting your day started. I'm getting ready to go to sleep off. I have an event, but. Well, absolutely. <laughs> so we want to jump right into the show. And, and before we kind of make it to the UAE, I want to just kind of backtrack a little bit and, and learn a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up and what it was like in, as a child. Yeah, so I grew up in a semi-small city in Florida called Sarasota, Florida. It's right below Tampa, Florida. And it, I say small because it's, Geographically, not very small, but everybody in Sarasota knows each other. I grew up in a neighborhood really close to my high school. A lot of my friends, we walked to each other's houses. Um, I was a part of a track team called Cats Club. So I started that in that team when I was about four years old. My grandfather was the head coach, and almost every little kid in my neighborhood ran track for that team at some point of their life. I also did a little bit of acting, a little bit of dance. I was in a visual and performing arts program in high school as well for dance. And I was just very active and busy with extracurricular activities like beauty pageants, organizations. Um, in high school, I actually joined a youth activist organization called um, Planned Parenthood Teen Youth Theater. So that was really interesting to actually be 15 years old, getting flown out to Portland, Oregon, and marching around with signs about get yourself tested and have safe sex. And I'm still in high school, I'm like 15, so I barely knew what I was talking about as well. But it was an awesome experience to grow up and really learn and be exposed to all different things to learn about life. So what was your community like? What was high school like? Uh, were there any challenges uh, that you had to face early in life? I think because I was so active extracurricularly, it was kind of different interacting with like my peers because I felt like we weren't the same. I actually, to this day, I have a lot of older friends. Yeah. So I feel like that could have been a challenge because it's like, oh, you think you're better than us? And like people like, People really wanted to like fight me, like girls, like, yeah. oh, you think you're better than me and all this. And I'm like, honestly, I don't because I'm literally doing things that you could be doing, but you don't want to, you know, you chose to stay here. So challenging any type of challenge that I faced in high school, I think it was more so because I wasn't really there. Yeah. I was more so thinking of the future and hanging out with my older friends. So you were really focused on where you were trying to go, uh, in life at that exactly. point. And so talk to, talk to me about that transition from high school to college. Uh, where did you go yeah. to college and, and what was that experience like? So I actually finished high school in 10th grade. I was a little nerd, I guess. So <laughs> I dual enrolled 
my school had a program where you can choose to either go to a community college or trade school after 10th grade. Uh So I actually did extra credits on Florida virtual school to make sure that half a day I was in school doing like a basic class. And then the other half a day, a bus would either take us to community college or trade school. So the first year I did go to community college, but I hated it because I was only like 16. It was so much homework. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what is this? And I went to trade school and I actually did early childhood education for a little while. And then I became a preschool teacher before I graduated high school. And I actually went to FAMU straight out of high school with a group of Sarasota um, girls and guys. It was cute. It was like 10 of us from my high school, Booker High School in Sarasota that went to FAMU. So we kind of clicked up. Yeah. And then after a semester, we went our separate ways. But it was nice to be, you know, have that community or tribe while you were there. And I just knew I was going to be a kindergarten teacher when I went to FAMU. That was yeah. my goal. I had my classroom set up already. And I ended up doing a two-week externship, and I hated it. Like, praise, I praise all teachers every time I see them. Their job is amazing, but I just couldn't do it. I went to my advisor, and I said, change my major. I don't care what you change it to. Change my major today. I can't do this. <laughs> so... It was God, but I got marketing as a major after that. But soon after, I kind of decided that now that I have my mindset on marketing and wanting to be an event manager and things like that, Tallahassee wasn't the place for me. I loved FAMU. I loved that most of my professors were Black. I was a part of the NAACP pageant. I did everything I could do at FAMU, but it was just a better route for me to be in Miami because of what I wanted to do career-wise, yeah. career-wise at this point. So transferred to FIU and I just killed it. Within the second week, I met the president in the elevator. Uh-huh. I, the girl that introduced me to the president is now like my best friend. <laughs> Shout out to Marquelle. <laughs> but um, she was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I mean, I was going home and she invited me to a homecoming committee meeting And the next week I became the marketing chair. So I just moved into things really quickly at FIU. So I was on the homecoming committee. I joined student government. I became the student advocacy chair. I was the, in the committee for the hospitality college. I joined the Dean's advisory board at the hospitality college. I joined NSMH, which is the national society of minorities and hospitality. And within that organization, their mission is to kind of, They do recruitment, but they also want to aid in the recruitment and the retention of African-American and minority students in general in the hospitality industry. Because how many times do you go to a hotel or restaurant and you don't see a management that looks like us? So that's the goal of NSMH. And I actually was blessed enough to become a board member um, for the national board of NSMH. So I was the Southern Regional Chair. And I oversaw eight different states of the South region of the United States and every single chapter of NSMH in those states. And I just did everything I could, got involved in every type of festival in Miami. Um, I had a mentor in the NSMH and he actually was the VP of HR for Hilton. So I did a lot of internships with Hilton. I only needed one to graduate the hospitality program at FIU. But I did four. Okay. And Overachiever. literally, <laughs> yes, that's me all day, every day. <laughs> and eight months before I got my bachelor's degree at Florida International University, I actually signed a full-time contract with Hilton 
and I joined their MDP program, which is a manager development program. Sorry, it was a manager development program. And that program was eight months. I was relocated to San Diego, California, and I worked at the Hilton Bayfront. And for eight months, I did, well, for about six months, I did everything you can think of in the hotel. I was in housekeeping. I was in the front desk. I was plating appetizers with the chef. I was in the security room. I was... I went to Chicago, actually, because they had a citywide strike and only non-union like managers could come out there. So a lot of MDP um, like students that came yeah. in as well from other regions of the U.S., we were all shipped to Chicago and we were making beds and scrubbing toilets. And <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing, but teamwork makes the dream work. We were like, you're going to vacuum. You're going to wipe the toilet. You're going to dust the windows. <laughs> we all kind of split up. So, and, so Tamara, uh, Tamara, you you seem like you really had a you had it all together in terms of what you wanted to do with your life from an early yeah. age. What role did your family uh, play in that? I believe that my family they really just helped me pursue every idea I had. Like, as you can see, I loved working with the different departments in the hotel. I do a similar role with Bacardi now, working with different departments. I think that my family took all of my wild, crazy ideas uh -huh. that most parents would be like, you know, just pick one thing or you were good at this. Why do you want to switch to that? I think that they were just more supportive of all my wild ideas. They helped expose me to a lot of different experiences at a young age and throughout my life. And I feel like that really motivated me to make sure I'm a go-getter and I get what I want. And coming from that small city and seeing a lot of individuals that were still there and not leaving, uh -huh. that also drove me to be like, you know, I want more for myself. Not necessarily better because they, they're they comfortable. That's what they want. It's not necessarily good or bad, but I just knew that I always wanted more. So yeah. that drive from my family to, ex to get those experiences and the drive internally to want more, that's what really pushed me to... Keep going in my career in school. But, so who who would you say influenced you most to really, you know, have that drive and ambition to pursue your dreams? I would say my grandmother. Yeah. So my mom had me really young and my grandmother raised me and my little brother and she was a she is a disabled veteran from the United Air Force. And just seeing her do everything she could to make sure me and my brother had a good life and never hesitating to step up and take care of us and always being that that go-getter herself, that yeah. is one of my biggest motivations and drivers, just seeing her every day. So take me on this journey. Uh, you're now uh, with Bacardi, and I know mm -hmm. you went back and, and you um, got your master's degree as well. So talk to me yes. about that phase of your life. I After COVID, I lost my job with Hilton. So I went back to Sarasota for a little bit and kind of figured everything out. I started a business and, you know, a nonprofit and was kind of bored. And at the about four months before I lost my job with Hilton from COVID, I started my master's program at FIU online. So I was doing my homework and I just realized, you know, I have a connection with FIU. Why am I not using this? And, you know, monetizing everything I can. So I scheduled an appointment with the dean and I talked to him and I said, listen, this is my new resume. I need a job. What can we do with this? 
And again, God blessings, right place at the right time. They had literally just solidified their partnership and what it would look like with Bacardi. And they had this internship opportunity available and I took it. And within the first three months, I was speaking on a panel with the senior director of multicultural marketing. I was doing everything I could with the Bacardi brand team, with the multicultural marketing team. And about three months before my internship was set to end, I got approached from Human Resources to join a Volemos program. So the Volemos program is what I am a part of now. It is a two-year senior executive management program where every three to five months, I rotate between a different department with Bacardi and I work under an executive or a senior director in that role and I learned everything there is to learn about it. I lead my own projects. I assist with a lot of projects and that's how I'm in Dubai, being a customer marketing executive role right now. Yeah. Um, and the goal is that once I graduate, which I'm set to graduate this July, two years flew by really quickly. Um, after I graduate, then I get that, you know, senior manager, permanent full-time role with Bacardi. That's the goal. So, so when people think about Bacardi, uh, they mm -hmm. think about, uh, rum that's just what comes yes. naturally right so tell us a little bit about Bacardi because I know uh, that the company is, is much broader than that one uh, exactly product. yeah <laughs> so it's funny when I first got approached well when I first heard about the internship I was like am I going to be selling rum on the street like what <laughs> is Bacardi <laughs> what am I going to be doing but literally within the first two months I noticed that Bacardi is amazing it's a huge distribution manufacturing company partnership. So Bacardi is a manufacturer of alcohol. They actually own over 200 brands of alcohol. The more, I would say the more prominent brands would be Grey Goose, Patron, Doucet, Passador's Tequila, Tequila, Martini and Rossi, Angel's Envy Kentucky Bourbon, Teeling Irish Whiskey. These are all a lot of brands that we all know and love, but they're actually owned and ran by Bacardi. So a lot of people don't know that. They think we're just from, we're just Puerto Rico, but we're actually a global brand. Right. Hence, I'm here in Dubai at one of our hubs for our region, and we're all over the world. And we have team members all over the world. We call each other Primo, just because <laughs> mismanaged. Okay. You didn't know the family is actually privately owned. They're not public. All the shareholders are family members. It's a Cuban family, and... We have that family culture all throughout the world. We're all primos, no matter if I'm in Dubai, Brazil, Barcelona, Costa Rica, Panama, we're all primos and the door is open. If I need to speak with anyone in the world, my primo is there for me. So Bacardi though has been um, really trying to take a step up uh, as, it, as it come or as it relate to diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, yes. And a lot of times when people think about a liquor uh, distributor or manufacturer, they think about just selling liquor, but obviously career opportunities and career paths within the, the company are much broader. So talk to me about what you guys are doing yes. in the DEI space and about some of the mm -hmm. career paths that are within the company. So as far as diversity and inclusion goes, we have the multicultural marketing team, which handles a lot of the multicultural initiatives. So if you see any type of LGBTQT, women in leadership, any type of, you know, a black bartenders guild or the back in the bar program that we actually partnered with the NAACP for. And I actually helped lead that program 
with the director of multicultural marketing, my mentor, David Akins. And that program, I feel like in a nutshell, shows you just how much Bacardi is open to being involved and expanding and helping others grow as well. So just to go into it a little bit, back in the bar, we had two rounds. We did 35 restaurants and bars each round. And we partnered with the NAACP to give these restaurant and bar owners not just money, but to help them grow and lead their teams properly. You know, how do you work with a distributor? How do we work with our distributor partners? How do you check your inventory? How do you train your staff properly? How do you obtain a liquor license? Because some of the grant owners own a restaurant and they wanted a liquor license, but they didn't know what to do. They thought it was $100,000 and didn't understand that it was really only $5,000. But you know, they could they could incur costs up to about hundred thousand if they're not in the right zone, if they don't have the right length of wall in their restaurant, if they needed an attorney, if they needed any type of renovations to their property. So right. just give providing them not just money and throwing it in their face, providing them with a mentor, with resources, with assets, and with different things to equip them for longevity and success and to thrive. Right. In the long term. And yeah. I know uh, you personally, uh, you are very community-driven uh, and oriented. Yes. Uh, you talked about the fact that you started a nonprofit and that and you yes. have participated in a number of social causes. So uh, tell my viewers some of the uh, things that you're passionate about within the community. I believe women and children will be number one. That is what Offia 360, my nonprofit organization, is all about. It's about, and I say 360 as a full circle. So I want to help women and children, women and children, specifically young girls, reach their full potential of life from, you know, therapy coming from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, walking to an interview, how to get there, how to dress for success, how to speak, how to enunciate your words. I'm just very passionate about women and children. And where that goes from is when I first started working with children, my aunt had a daycare growing up. So I would always volunteer at the daycare and help with the children. And I just noticed just women are naturally nurturing. We naturally want to help and give. And that just followed me throughout my whole life. And as a woman and a black woman, understanding that I don't see too many women in these spaces that I'm in. I don't see too many black women in these spaces that I'm in. And I want to see that more. And I genuinely want to help and grow that grow us in these different spaces and another um, big organization that i help with in miami is called the miami rescue mission and they help women and their children get back on their feet if they were in a domestic violence situation or if they were homeless and i helped a lot with uh, volunteering doing hygiene drives getting my nsmh organization involved to help any way we can you know beach cleanups in florida the Planned Parenthood youth activists teaching comprehensive sex ed classes, going around and doing protests, just helping as much as I can. I love anything that gives back. So, uh, Tamara, you talked about your grandmother being uh, very influential in your life in terms of mm-hmm. making you want to pursue your dreams and be successful. Uh, from your professional life, though, uh, who has been the mentor or person that has, you know, been there for you to help guide you along your, your path? Currently, my mentor is the Senior Director of Multicultural Marketing at Bacardi. His name is David Akins. He comes from a marketing background, and he just comes with a slew of information, a slew of connections, and just the authenticity 
and the availability. And you just know he has that desire to see me grow, to see me win, to see me thrive, to make sure I maneuver the corporate world the best way possible as a Black woman as well. And just understanding that, you know, not to take things too personal or, you know, take a step back, think about it from these different perspectives, because coming from his perspective and coming from the experience that he's had and helping me understand his point of view as well, understand how I can take a step back and kind of feel the vibe or analyze different situations on my own because he might not always be available. Right. So talk to me about what you're doing in the UAE. Uh, how did you end up there and, and really what you're doing for uh, Bacardi there? Of course. So my last rotation, a part of the Valimos program, I had the option of doing an international business opportunity. So they, they basically gave me a list of all the offices we have around the globe. And Dubai immediately stood out to me because I actually spoke with a Bacardi employee here a few years ago. And I remember I've been talking to her on Instagram. I've been, Bacardi, Dubai has just been all over Instagram the last few years because people see Ferrari jet skis, they see the eye, they see the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. Beyonce just got paid $20 million to perform here. So Dubai, once I saw it on the list, it just immediately clicked in my head, like, you need to go here. Like, it just really resonated with me and I chose it and they made it happen. So as I'm here, I am a customer marketing executive. I'm working with our customer marketing and our marketing team. I built and helped design different experiential events, working with large scale events like music festivals, building our brand presence in different restaurants and bars and nightclubs and lounges throughout Dubai in our region. So the Gulf region is actually um, Dubai, Qatar, and Bahrain. And um, we have a few Northern Emirates as well, but it's more, I would say travel retail. So yeah. like duty-free stores, we call it the off trade and the restaurants, bars, nightclubs are more on trade. So anything retail would be off trade and I don't handle it too much, but you could probably see me working on things like how does how do our bottles look on the shelf or how does a gift pack fat we call them but how would a gift pack look for the next new year or the next christmas theme so different things like that will be everything that i'm working on so far so what is it like going from growing up in sarasota florida to living in uh, dubai what is that is it a cultural shock at all <laughs> it was at first because I, it not even just the culture shock, just the shock. Like, I remember when I got off the plane and I was in the car service on the way to my apartment building, I was sitting there like, I'm really here. Like, if you would have talked to me even two years ago and said that I would be in Dubai working for Bacardi with literally everything here provided for me, I would have been like, you're insane. No, I'm not. <laughs> Why would you even say that? And right. it's just mind blowing. And I just feel so blessed. And I'm just really happy to see what more can come because I'm already here. You know, it's yeah. only up from here. Right. And coming from Sarasota in general was a shock. It was a culture shock going to Tallahassee. It was a culture shock being in Miami and just having all this freedom and all these celebrities in your face and all these different events happening every day. And I think that coming from Miami to Dubai, 
was a little bit e an easier transition because the nightlife in Miami is crazy. And um, coming from that crazy word, it's different to have so much structure here. You know, there's a lot of things that are illegal in Dubai that you, like I said, you don't see homeless people on the streets. You definitely don't see anyone fighting or cursing or arguing. You also don't see um, too many people that are staring at you or getting that hostility because of you're a black woman, you know, walking around. I feel yeah. safe. Um, and the other really cool thing about Dubai is that it's actually 80% expats. So 80% of the people that live in Dubai are from all over the world. They're from Africa. They're from Asia. They're from Europe. A few are from America. I actually have not met more than two Americans so far. I've been here almost a month, and I've only met two Americans. I've met people from India, Africa, Asia, Europe. And it's just amazing to be surrounded by so many different cultures and learn about all these different cultures and see a Turkish restaurant or a Cuban restaurant or Indian restaurant literally walking distance from yeah. my apartment. And I just think that the rules and the structure and the breath of fresh air from being safe are a little bit of a culture shock. But the transition, I feel like, has been really easy and smooth. Yeah. And um, again, just feeling comfortable here has been refreshing. So what's next for you? What, what's on the, uh, um, the horizon for you? Well, we have some really cool events in Dubai coming soon. So anyone that, you know, my information will be provided, follows me on Instagram. I should be having some type of blog, blog experience, <laughs> whether it's YouTube or just some Instagram highlights of what's going on in Dubai. But just hanging out with the who's who, making sure we do all the events around town with Bacardi and just experiencing everything I can. And again, I'm a part of the EMEA region, which is Asia, Middle East, and Africa. So I definitely see some trips to Asia and Africa in my f near future. Well, uh, Tamara, you, you have had uh, an amazing uh, career in such a short period of time. So I know uh, there is much, much more on the uh, horizon for you. Uh, I think your story is inspirational, and it's one that I think a lot of uh, young people can look at and, and find hope and inspiration and, and see themselves in you and how they can uh, come from any circumstances, any community, and go on to uh, achieve at the highest level <clears throat> just by working hard and believing in yourself. And I want to thank you for taking the time out to be on the show with me all the way from the UAE. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank my viewers for watching this episode of Self Made with D Brown CEO. And remember, without you, there's no me.